Joel chapter 2. I'm not going to preach tonight. Uh, just want to give you a few thoughts on uh, a song I've been listening to. And uh, it, it blessed my heart and, and, uh, and hopefully it'll bless you. Just want to give you some thoughts on that. Joel chapter 2. And uh, let's begin reading in verse number 12. Verse 12. Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting and weeping and mourning. You know, when God speaks, it's time to start listening. If I could get any point across tonight, if God's people would do anything, it would time we could turn our hearts back to Him. Our hearts go out to an awful lot of things in this world, but we need to give our heart to God. Wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, but wholeheartedly. I mean all the way in to Jesus. Because He could do something with our lives if we turn to Him. It is said if you give God half your heart, He has none of your heart. If he's only Lord of some, then he's Lord of none. I want to be the kind of Christian that is completely sold out to him. Therefore also said unto the Lord, Turn ye even to the, me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and with mourning, and rent your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. That's what we need, some mercy today. Slow to anger and great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind? Underline that, leave a blessing behind. Leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify fast, call solemnly symbols. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chambers and the bride come out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should we say among the people, where is their God. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch hearts, lift it up, encourage us. Speak, Lord, that we may hear. And Father, we'll just praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. How many of you heard the group called the Rochesters? It's a wonderful group. Wonderful group. They wrote a song and sang a song. Uh, and I, I got, I've been listening to that for a few days now, and it's just been on my heart and blessed me, and I got to think about it. I'm not going to sing it because I will not do it justice. No, but I'm going to read it. I'll read it. And, uh, it, it, it I just, it's just, just the contents of this song. This song was called Send the Rain. Send the Rain. It says, I'm tired of just the same old thing. Of tradition wearing out your name. I'm tired of a man-made worship hour. I'm tired. I'm tired of songs without any praise. We're worshiping you is out of place. I'm tired of religious formalities. I'm tired. And the chorus goes, send the rain, send the fire, send the wind, 
Send the Holy Ghost in power. Send the rain. Boy, let me tell you what. <laughs> that just speaks abundantly. Amen. We're ready for revival, Lord. We're ready to walk through the that door. We're ready, Lord. Oh, let it pour. We're ready, Lord. We're ready, Lord. Even enough is enough. We're ready to drink from your cup. We're ready. Oh, fill us up. We're ready, Lord. Send the rain, send the fire, send the wind, send the Holy Ghost power, send the rain. I got to look and get thinking of that. We've never be ready to serve God until we get tired. Until we get tired of the same old things. You'll never be ready in your heart for God to move until you get tired of watching God not moving. In your life. You'll never seek God. To do something new in your life. To do something spiritually in your life. To grow fruit in your life. Until you're tired. Of living in that barren place. Until you're tired of what. You have not been seeing. Now I tell you. I've gotten tired of some things. I, I, I want, I'm not going to preach tonight, but I'm just going to do I do believe the Lord is here. And the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's something I have gotten tired of. I'm tired of watching the devil get a hold of our uh, young people and dragging them through the mud, destroying their homes, destroying their lives. I'm tired of watching the devil attack homes and our, and our congregations. And watching families being torn apart. I'm tired of watching people dealing with depression. Of not knowing what to do. I'm tired of seeing the attacks of hell on church people tonight. I'm tired of watching God's people go through valleys of depression. And go through circumstances they don't even have answers for. I've gotten tired of seeing God move. I want to see God move again. I've gotten tired of going through the routine. I've gotten tired of doing the same old, same old. We've got to get rid of the dried up, dead things in our lives and realize that uh, Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus is still alive and well. Can I tell you something? When we get tired of our past yesterday, we will... Then get ready for our future that God has before us. I've gotten tired of some things. When you get tired of the old things. When you get clean out your barns of your life and replace in your heart with the things of hell and, 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 and tired of listening to the world telling you how to worship and what you can't do and what you can't do. Get tired of the world telling you what you can't say and what you can't say. When we get tired of that, when the preachers will rise up and start preaching the Bible and stop preaching opinions, preach what saith the Lord. I've gotten tired of some things. When we get tired of things over and over, when we get tired of our past, then God got, gets us ready for our future. I, I love this text. 
Bible said if we turn our hearts to the Lord with weeping and fasting, if we do something in God's direction, watch this, who knoweth? Nobody can judge, make a judgment call, but who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him? What if God left something for you tonight at the altar? What if God wrapped up a package and put your name on it and left it off the altar? What if there's a blessing that God wants to give you of what you're tired of? got to get a hold of I'm tired of just going through the motions got to turn your heart to God how many of y'all shop Amazon you can go ahead and raise your hand you know everybody in here does you can, you can, you can be gone and they'll drop that package off at your front door and the box sitting there it's got this little smiley face thing on there you know why it's smiling? Because it's got your money. That's why it's smiling. I, I got to thinking that up because I get a lot of Amazon packages. That I, I didn't ever order. But they bring them and drop them off at the house. And, and I got to thinking about that. What if there's something that you need? What if there's a blessing that you need and God would wrap that package up and bring it to your doorstep? What would that blessing be? What would it be? What are you so tired of that something is going on in your life that you say, God, this is what I need. God, if you just, if you just help me in this area, right here in this area, that's all I need. If you just touch this area, what would that package be that God would leave at your doorstep? What would it be? Now, I've seen God move in my life. I've seen Him do some great things in my life. But I have to be honest with you, there's been a while that I have not seen God move. And, and, and I, I got to thinking about it, I said, Lord, there, there's something in my life that I need you to be here. I, I prayed about it. I've seen you visit other people. I've seen what you've done in other people's life. And I see how you're moving in their life. People all around me, I see God, you're working in. But there's something in my life, God, that I need your attention on. And I'm praying about it, but yet, He's not moving. Lord, I really could use your help tonight. I really could use that blessing that you leave behind. And you know, I, I find this out, and I, I love this. It, it hits me hard. Jesus never leaves people the same way he finds them. Never. I mean, the blind man came to him. When he left him, he could see. The, the lame man could not walk, but when he left him, he was running. There was a young man being carried out in a coffin. Jesus came by and he got out of the coffin. I'm telling you. 
If Jesus comes by your way, he's not going to leave you the same as he found you. What, what a thought that is that my God can come by my life and no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the circumstances in my life, He comes by and He just brings that peace in my life and it just goes away and all those problems I had vanishes because I'm, I'm better off. He doesn't leave you the same way He finds you. Tired of some things. I'm tired of some things. Let me ask you a question tonight. What is it that you need God to leave for you? What is it that you need God to leave for you? The Bible says, except to build a house, they labor in vain to build it. Can I tell you, we need God to show up tonight. I look at these teenagers and these young people and I know sometimes they get to thinking they're not even thinking about church they're thinking about who they're going to hang out with where they're going to be at next but I'm going to tell you our minds need to be focused on God get our eyes set on God families are going through turmoil Homes are being broken up left and right. And I'm talking about Christian people. Homes are being broken up because they lost sight of God. They're not looking at God anymore. Our first attention should solely be on God. And God will take care of all the other stuff that's going on in our life that we don't need there. If we focus more on God instead of the circumstances around us and everything that's going outside of us, God will take care of those things. I've been around Baptist people for an awful long time. I have never seen like it is today on how many church people are depressed and they don't even know why they're depressed. The dark cloud of depression is sitting over somebody. Your wife can't help you. Your husband can't help you. Your kids can't do anything for you. God is there. God is there. He has the answer. The preacher's trying to preach, but God is the answer. Let us say, Lord, let the fire fall. And God, let the fire fall, that cloud of depression be removed from our lives and be gone. God can remove that cloud of depression in your life. God can remove that circumstance in your life that you're dealing with that's got you weighed down. You've got to be tired. He can leave a blessing behind him. And that's what you and I both need tonight. A blessing left behind by God. I need God to leave something for me. For me. Here's the whole idea. What has God left behind for you? What has God left behind for you? If he came to your house, it says, what you need 
is in this box packaged up for you. And I'm here to give it to you. What would that one thing be that gets you over the top? Lord, this is what I need. I think I could be better if, if you do this. I think I could be a better Christian, Lord, if you, if you do this. It's not a bigger bank account. We just need more of God in our lives. He leaves a blessing behind. Who knoweth if he return? There are some places in my life I have experienced God moved, I said. And I need to see him move again. We've we gotten into a barren place in our lives and our worship that we just need God to come and be at the house of God. We need that fire of God, that Holy Spirit of fire of just dropping down on us and say, Lord, uh, here I am. Uh, just let it fall. Let it rain. Let it rain because I'm tired of the same old things. I'm tired of going through the motions. I'm tired of people just sitting around. I, I want to see the fire. I want to see the rain. I want to see the excitement. I want you to get into my praise. I want to be able to lift my hand and give God the glory. I want you in my life and I want you in my praise I want you in my service I'm tired of going through those same thing over and over and over are you I'm just I'm just tired I, I need to see God move I need to see God move maybe there's somebody here tonight that needs to see God move in their life there's something going on in your life you need to see God move in your life Do you know what he said that we have to do? Turn ye to me. We're looking at everything else in this world except him. He, he's, a, he's an afterthought in our life. We, we began to think about him on Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon when we're heading to church. That's when we start thinking about him. Or Sunday morning when driving a parking lot. That's when we start thinking of him. He's an afterthought. Well, let me just say this. He should be your first thought every moment, every day of your life. It should be centered around him. Because if you're thinking about him and you're centered on him, he'll take care of everything else that's going on in your life. you got to be tired of the same old thing. Amen. I'm tired. I'm tired. Turn ye to me. I'm amazed amazed that I I listen to people say, I'm just waiting for God to do something. I'm waiting to see God move. (laughs) Can, Can I tell you, when salvation came to your life, when Christ went to the cross of Calvary, he made the biggest move that he ever made to George your life. And there's some things in your life that God says, hey, I'm waiting for you to move. Maybe it's your time to move. God don't have to move all the time. Then maybe he said there's some things that you need to start moving. That's why he said, turn ye to me. Get your heart right. Get back to me. If you want to see me move, then you've got to move. 
If you want to see the joy in your life, then you've got to turn around and come back to me. If you want to see my fire, if you want to see my glory, you've got to turn back to me. Send, send the rain. Send the fire. Send the wind. Send the Holy Ghost power. Amen. It's your turn to move. It's your turn to move. I, I, I don't have time to preach the whole chapter. You go back and read this chapter. That's some wonderful stuff in chapter 2 of Joel. Just some wonderful stuff. Can I tell you something? If all our hearts are tuned in with God, we won't have a hard time coming to the altar and talking to God. We were, we're more worried about what's going on on the outside than what's going on on the inside. God is trying to do something on the inside of these doors. We'll never see it. Because we're not tired of the old things. But if we get our hearts in tune with God, tune in with Him, tune out of all the other things that's going on in your life, the circumstances, the outside, the outside of these walls, He can show up and leave your blessing behind Him. Verse 15, it, it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast call solemn assembly. That, this is not some small gathering they're gathering up. They, they're blowing the trumpets. They said, hey, you need to get everybody involved. Get the children, get the babies, get the bridegroom, get the bride. Get them all, get everybody together because something's going on down at the house of God. I, I'm telling you, when we get together with God and God pours out His Spirit and God leaves us a blessing, people will drive up and down this road and there's something's going on inside this house they want to stop and see because there's a gathering. He says, I'm, I'm trying to get God's people together. And when we come together, God pours out the rain in our lives and gets us back on fire for God. Shows us what He can do in our lives. Blow the trumpet in Zion. You know, maybe it's time for you to change your schedule. Change your plans and get on God's schedule and God's plan so God can do something in your life. Sometimes you just need to come to the house of God to see God show up and do something. Amen. Get on God's schedule. I understand there are some things fun to do, and I understand that there are some things I love to do. I love to mow. I love to mow. I don't know why, but I do. But that's not important as being with God. See, we try to teach our kids how to be a, a, a wonderful 
baseball player, football player, basketball player. We're trying to teach them to be the great things so they can succeed in life with those things. But let me tell you what, the greatest thing you'll ever teach your child is to put a Bible in their hand and bring them to church and listen to his Bible preaching and, and put this and let it still in their life. That's the greatest thing you'll ever teach your child today. I'm just telling you. We, we got our priorities wrong sometimes. I'm tired. I'm tired. Are you tired? We're too busy. Too busy. Still looking at God. Can I tell you what God will do when he shows up? One of the blessings that he leaves behind, one evidence that God is in this place, place of God becomes revived. He said, let the priest, the ministers weep between the porch and the altar. Now I know we've got some preachers out there preaching this is your best day yet. Everything's going to be all right. Everybody's going to heaven. Oh, everything's going on. Let me just say this. If you preach the Bible, you're going to preach against that. But I got to looking at that. Let the ministers, let the priests weep between the altar and the porch. I got to looking at that and thinking about that. The church is set up. Here's the altar. There's the porch. What's in between? You are. If we get enough preachers to start preaching the gospel the way God said preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. If we get enough preachers to stop worrying about how good I'm looking on social media, how much I'm doing this, how big a church is, and start weeping for those that are sitting in the congregation, you'll see God moving their lives again. Amen. It's my job to worry about you. It's my job to cry for you. It's my job to encourage you. It's my job to tell you God still loves you. And if I don't tell you that, then I fall down on my job. Get rid of me. An evidence that God is in this place is that we get revived in our hearts and our worship again. and We start praising God, lifting God up. Get our eyes off everything else in this world except on Jesus. God has not called me to win a popularity contest because I'm certainly not going to win that. We're told to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Worry about the, the ones that's in between the porch and the altar. Cry for them. Weep for them. He said, weep for them. Nothing makes us cry more than watching the devil doing things that he's done to God's people today. We need more concern between the altar and the porch of God's people. I found out when the Lord shows up and the place will be revived. If all the people of God get involved... 
Call them in. He said, call them all in. Blow the trumpets. Get everybody in the house of God because God is here and God is going to do something great. Get everybody involved. Get all the congregation involved. Get everybody involved with what God's going to do. And people will see. People will take notice when God's involved and you're involved with God. The things that go on in the house of God. Service becomes inviting, don't it? When God starts moving, service becomes inviting. When people start loving the Lord more than love the circumstances and the world around them, you start loving the Lord more, you'll get involved in the things of God. What do you need God to leave behind for you tonight? The place will be revived. Some problems removed. You know, the, God is not going to let the devil be the most effective thing in your life. We give him more credit than he deserves. I, I allow the devil more victory than he should have had. I allowed him more victory than God ever intended for him to have. God didn't die on the cross just to me to live a life of struggle. He said, I'll remove the enemy from you. He said, I'll remove that dealing with the devil. Let God show up and the devil has to flee. I'll remove the enemy from you. There are some things that we need God to remove from us. Some issues that we have. We need God to run away the devil from us. Here's my prayer. Lord, anything that does not edify me, anything that does not encourage me, anything that does not point me to you, take it out of my life. I don't need that thing that will cloud my vision of who you are and what you are. I don't need it. Get it out of my life. Remove it. There will be some places that he will revive. Your home will be revived. Your worship will be revived. Amen. I love this too. He said, I will restore to you the years that you locusts have eaten. You, you know, if you turn your back on God, God's not going to bless you. In fact, he says I could send a canker worm, palmer worm. You, you turn your back on God. You have fields that have been blooming and fields that have been uh, producing fruit. But if you turn it back on God, he said those animals, that canker worm and palmer worms are going to come and devour all of your fields of blessings that you have a barren land. Why? Because you turned your back from me. You lost sight of me. You've gotten into that same old, same old pattern of your life. He said, but if ye turn ye to me, 
He said, your fields will bloom. Your fields are going to be overrunning. And I, I love that. He, he said, rain. He, says, he said, hey, I, I, you, the rain. He says, you, you missed out on some rain. You missed out on some blessing. He says, I'll send the rain. And not only the rain, but, but the latter rain and the former rain. He's, what he's saying is, hey, there might be some times in your life that I, I held back that blessing. But because you turned back to me, I'm going to give you that blessing. Not only that, I'm going to go back to the ones that you missed. I'm going to put it on top of you. Hey, and I'm so good. I'm going to reach into the future and I'm going to pull that blessing and pull them all into you in one month. Can you imagine God blessing you that much in one month because you turn ye to him? You're seeking him instead of things of world? God leaves us. We need God to just leave us a blessing behind I'm not even going to preach the message tonight. I ain't got time. I, this, go home and read Joel chapter. Just go home and read Joel. It's only three chapters. Well, especially if chapter two is so packed full of stuff. I look at it as Lord. We'll be here all night preaching this just this one chapter, verse by verse, going through all the great things that you can do. But we, we have a part in this plan. You and I have a part. We've got to do something. We can't just say, I'll go through the same old, same old. I'm doing the same thing. And, and you're wondering why God ain't blessing you. you wonder why God is not giving you blessings. It's because you're not moving in the right direction. Turn ye to me. And God will bless you. I don't know if you've been blessed this week or not. I don't know. But I don't count one blessing a blessing. I want bunches. He said, I'll give you the latter and the former. That means he said, the ones you missed out when you were way out in the world when you should have been there, the ones you missed out on, he says, I'm willing to go back and pull them out and give them to you. Amen. And he's so good, I'm going to reach out in the future and grab that blessing too and pour it on to you. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want to be blessed beyond measure. And I know that I have to do something. I can't stand and be on my own. I have to turn to him. But I got to get tired of the same old, same old. I got to get tired of what the devil is doing and we sitting back doing nothing about it. Let me tell you. God says, I'll leave a blessing behind. Is there a blessing at the altar tonight for you? Is there a blessing at the altar tonight? I love the song. I mean, I really love the song. I'm tired of just the same old thing of traditions, traditions wearing out your name. I'm tired of a man-made worship hour. I'm tired. I'm tired of a song without any praise where worshiping you is out of place. I'm tired of religious formalities. I am tired. You've got to get tired. I said, Lord, here I am. I've gotten in this place that I'm not even thinking about you anymore. I've gotten in this place that I'm not even worried about you no more. But let me tell you what, when you get tired of that and you look to God and turn to him, he says, I'll bless you. That's what I want, the blessings of God. Has God left a blessing up here for you? God says the rain would be more abundantly than you 
And, and I, I'm going to tell you what, God has reigned in my life more abundantly than I ever deserved. Than I ever deserved. But God's got more. God's got more. Turn ye to him. Let us stand.